everyone, my name is Courtney Reinhardt. I am the new host for the Global Gamecocks podcast. I am super stoked to be talking to you all and having some really cool guests on, talking about their education abroad experience and trying to encourage you and maybe help you see what an exchange can look like or a summer abroad program or a winter abroad program, really anything going abroad. Um, So thank you guys so much for tuning in today. I will be having a special guest on who is one of my friends. Here is Virginia. We're so excited to talk to you. Hello, Virginia. Will you tell me a little bit about yourself? Maybe like your name, your major, all that kind of stuff. Um, Yeah, so I'm Virginia, and I'm a marketing and finance double major, Spanish minor, and I am a senior graduating this May, and I studied abroad in Sevilla, Spain. Beautiful. So will you tell me a little bit about like what program you went through, why you chose Spain specifically, as well as like the city that you went to rather than another city? Yeah, um, so I studied abroad with API, which is Academic Programs Abroad. So if you guys don't know, uh, USC offers like several different kinds of study abroads. You can have a direct program. There are a bunch of different kinds that you can look at on our website if you'd like to um, under program types. So how was the program that you went through how how did you like it what was kind of the process to sign up for that rather than going through say like usc to do an exchange program um did you have to fill out another application or something um yeah so the program was great it's a newer program um and they've only been around for i want to say 15 years um Whereas a lot of the other global partner programs have been around for like 40, 50 years. And um, I filled out an application through USC. And then once I did that, I filled out an application for API. Um, And the process was really easy. It was online, um, really self-explanatory. And I didn't really have a... um, advisor nor was I on campus so I kind of just had to do a lot of research on my own um but the process was I mean it was seamless um and they since it was a smaller program they were very responsive they helped a lot answered all my questions um and what else did you ask? <laughs> um, uh, how was it different to the exchange program? So you did an, uh, an application for API specifically. Um, what did that look like? It, did you offer additional information or kind of what did you have to do additionally for that? Um, I, I just had to send them my transcript and... I believe my resume and um 
that was pretty much it okay yeah. sick nice yeah <laughs> and did you choose api because they offered a program in sevilla yeah i did okay yeah i knew i wanted to be in southern spain and i didn't want to go to one of the major cities like madrid or barcelona um because a lot of people speak english there and i wanted to solely speak spanish and so um i wanted to also be very close to the beach and I didn't know much about Sevilla, but um, with my major, I also needed to take some business classes, and API offered um, an opportunity to study at the business school there in Spain, or in Sevilla. Um, okay. Yeah, and so then I could take some finance courses. Um which I was the only student in my program who studied at that university. Everyone else studied at University of Sevilla, which is right in the heart of the city. So I was actually out in the country um, and had to take a train to get to class when we started in person. And um, it was definitely really different, the campus, than um, anything I'd seen before. It used to be a prison. Oh my goodness! <laughs> it was converted into a university, and it's actually very well known now. And it's a nice. It was. It's a really nice school, but yeah, it was different. That's <laughs> crazy. How were classes different in Spain compared to here? Um, they were a lot smaller, and my professors were from all over um, Europe, and um, they don't do homework or essays or exams really it's just one final assessment at the end of the semester Mm. um and it's a lot more discussion based um the classes so we would just sit around and kind of like debate a lot in class and really just got to ask a lot of questions and be curious and like um it wasn't just learning the material to learn the material which was really different than here or my experience at USC has been so far and um it was interesting and I only had two other students in a lot of my classes so wow it was really different but I liked it that's so cool yeah were your classes mainly Spanish students or internationals they were internationals okay we weren't allowed to take classes with the Spaniards because they don't have semesters so I was only there for a semester, so I couldn't jump into a class halfway through the year. Um, but if I had been there the whole year, I could have taken classes with Spaniards. That's so interesting. Yeah. It's really interesting how the education programs differ from country to country, like thought processes as well as like assessments and all that. Yeah. Um. So what was your living situation like if... uh? listeners if you don't know I think there are different situations that you can go into like a dorm or an apartment or living with a host family um as well as if you go with a shorter program you have different options but um what did you choose ultimately and uh would you recommend that choice um yeah so I had the um I could choose between being in in Spain they have residencias and there is no US equivalent to that um but I would say it's pretty similar to being in a dorm and um the only difference is um it's run by a family so they'll bring meals to you um 
like in the morning for the whole day. Interesting. Yeah. Um and I didn't want to do that or find my own housing because I stayed with a host family because I really wanted to practice my Spanish and um with like given the pandemic and everything I just I didn't want to be I didn't want to have to quarantine if someone in the residencia got sick mm-hmm. um and so yeah I would highly recommend staying with a host family I had an incredible experience um and a lot of the programs I'm under the impression that a lot of the programs do a really good job of keeping the students in the program in similar neighborhoods so um everyone for the most part in my program we were on the same street and so we could oh. all meet up and go on walks together and hang out because in the host families you can't go over to each other's houses and so um that was really nice um and um the host my host family oh, all the host families provide meals and um the meals were really good they were extremely welcoming. I could come and go as I please. And um, yeah, I had a really good experience. And also just given the pandemic and I guess even without the pandemic, um, I really got to know my host family. We would have tea at least three times a day together and we watched movies. We I taught her, my host mom how to play cards. Um, and so now we still talk like very regularly and... Um, yeah, it was an incredible experience. <laughs> That's so cool. Yeah, when I was in Copenhagen, I feel like I didn't get a chance to meet many older people other than students. So it would have been really cool. I, th- I think a lot of my friends and I talked about how we wish we could meet like a grandparent couple or or some parents that kind of adopted us. So that's really cool that you had the opportunity to do that and to get like a taste of the culture that is aside from, you know, with not being in classes with Spanish students, kind of experiencing culture in another way and actually living in it. That's super cool. Yeah. Um yeah, I mean, also just culturally, when you're in a host family, there are so many differences. And um, like a lot of people in Spain, kids in Spain live with their parents into their 30s. Um, and that's very common. And so um, in my household, this son was in the Navy, but um, in all the other people in my program's households, they had kids they had um the kids were staying like living with the parents as well and they were in their 30s 40s their families lived with the parents so different so just like packed households and so that was uh, i mean pretty cool that's so cool experience yeah so uh, what is something that you noticed in spain that kind of impacts how you view things being back here in the U.S. and potentially, like, throughout your life has just changed a thought process or the way that you view something? Culturally, in the U.S., I feel like it's a very fast-paced lifestyle. Everyone's always on the move. You have a lot of different things you need to get done in a day. Everyone's always trying to do chores and just, like, run errands and very um, productive. And in Spain... It cannot be more opposite. It's very common to just go and sit at a cafe in the streets all day 
and just talk with your whole everyone in the neighborhood would be at that cafe and they would just be passing by and you'd sit down and you would have coffee for hours with people or have um cervezas beers or whatnot um and everyone's always pretty late to things as well and so our professors would show up 15 minutes late and like that's the minimum um crazy time like late time that people show up like it's very common to be an hour late to something and so I think that has really made me like take things less seriously and um not be so stressed out um throughout the day and if I don't get everything on my to-do list done, I don't get anxiety over it. Um, and it's really like helped me appreciate time I do spend with friends and family and not feel the need to rush off um, and cut that time short if I'm enjoying myself. Um, That's so cool. Yeah. I, I do feel like in the U.S. it's so busy and... Like, we kind of admire people who are always busy. It's kind of like a beautiful thing here to just do things all the time, and we praise people who do that. So it's really cool to find, like, beauty in the opposite, where you're just kind of relaxing and going throughout life in a a very, like... you're, You're also observing everything instead of just kind of rushing past it. So that's super cool. Yeah, and people aren't stressed out there. Um, like if you don't get your assignments done, it's not a big deal. And here I feel like most people I talk to are stressed about something. Um, and I mean, at least for myself before going to Spain, if I laid in bed all day, I, I would feel kind of bad about myself (laughs) because I wasn't productive at all. And, um, there, I mean, it's just not a big deal. Like it's just, everyone's always happy and you do things to make yourself happy or um yeah people don't get stressed that is so interesting yeah (laughs) it really is the opposite here (laughs) that's so cool um okay so this will be super short this question because we were talking about it earlier I think if you are a freshman or someone who is hoping to study abroad in the future Maybe this doesn't pertain to you, but uh, we will talk about it for a second. How did COVID impact your your time abroad? Kind of what did that look like? And how did you overcome uh, the pandemic while you were abroad? Um, so, I mean, COVID definitely had an impact on um, the amount that I could travel. I really couldn't travel at all. And... I, I'm a little bummed about that, um, that I just didn't have the opportunity to visit other countries or even really other cities in Spain. But aside from that, we really were able to make the most of our time. Um, I mean, there were limits to the number of people that could be indoors, but a lot of the seating in Spain for restaurants and cafes is outside. I mean, I was also, my host dad was a doctor, so... He was really cautious with COVID and he didn't even eat meals with us in the same room because he was at the hospital every day and so he didn't want to expose us. But I mean, it didn't really have a major impact. They definitely took COVID. They had a lot more regulations there than a lot of the cities in the U.S. do. But yeah, it didn't really impact my time that much aside from not being able to travel. So nice. Yeah, yeah, I feel like 
when when I was abroad, we would hear. I haven't told you this, but we would hear that uh, Spain was like the most open place, and that a bunch of people who were on their exchange uh, from USC last semester would all just travel to Spain because most of the countries that all of the rest of us were in were kind of closed within but Spain was kind of open like to travel to after a while I don't think at the beginning but um yeah so that's super cool that like everything felt like normal when you were in the city that's a really cool thing um okay so this is a fun question but I think we all have kind of uh severe stereotypes about some places and kind of mild ones about others but what are some stereotypes about Spain specifically that you experienced um before going and then were either like confirmed or that you were really um surprised that were super untrue the only major stereotype I um thought about Spain before going was that they were kind of uh, like their culture was and society was just kind of lazy um and just not like people don't really have a work ethic um and that's just like it's solely because I mean they it's very common to take a siesta in the afternoon naps are integrated into their daily routine um and the work like I've looked into working in Spain and people don't ever work 40-hour work weeks. And I found that it was untrue. I wouldn't say that they're lazy. It's more just, as a society, people work so that they can live life. And here mm-hmm. in the U.S., I feel like work is people's lives. Um, Definitely. And so I kind of had always thought of Spain as, like, the be- one of the beauty capitals of the world. Everyone dresses up for everything, and... That was extremely accurate. My host mom would wear her fur coat to go grocery shopping. Wow. I mean, the Spaniards will tell you themselves, too, that everyone is pretty, um, I mean, I don't know if they'd say vain, but just everyone um, primps every, like, aspect of their body before going out on the street. So my host mom had to do some dental work and was missing a tooth for the first two weeks I was there and she refused to leave so she had her groceries delivered she would not go out and see friends looking like that unless she was wearing her mask and would not take her mask (laughs) off um and so that was interesting but I I kind of liked that um I liked that people dressed up for everything and they don't understand why we wear athleisure leggings all the time. Yeah. Because for them, they only wear athletic clothes to work out and then they shower and they get dressed for the day. So it's very different. That's so interesting. I feel like all of the Spanish students who come to USC to study abroad are like the absolute best dressed. You can spot them from a mile away. They're like crushing the fashion. (laughs) And I feel like that's very similar around Europe. Like, everyone really just kind of puts more effort into how they dress and how they look. So, that's super cool. Um, what are... Okay, we talked about this, and I know that 
neither of us really experienced some severe homesickness, but I know that some people are kind of worried about how that will go. Maybe you've never been away from home before, or you're obviously adjusting to a new culture, so it is it is different. So how do you think that you kind of avoided getting homesick while you were abroad? I, I just kind of jumped into every opportunity that came my way and I really forced myself to explore the city talk to people um I was kind of intimidated to talk to people at first because in Sevilla they speak very fast and have kind of thick accents and it took a little getting used to there weren't a lot of Americans when I was there because of COVID and so I just was kind of embarrassed, but I forced myself to speak anyway. My Spanish got a lot better as a result. Yeah, I just really, I looked for opportunities if to meet people my age because I was living with an older family and um, my classes were virtual for the first month. And so I didn't really have the opportunity to meet a lot of Spaniards my age. And so I signed up to... I joined a kayaking and paddleboarding club. I did beach so volleyball. Cool. Um, I I just looked for like different clubs and organizations around town to join and um, just kind of dove into it. And that I think helped a lot with homesickness because I was always busy and I wasn't really just like locked in my room watching TV and calling people back home. Yeah, for sure. That's so interesting. Um... So you said that your your Spanish got a lot better, and I know a lot of people go abroad f- specifically for, like, improving a language. I think that's why Spain is so popular. A lot of people who go are trying to improve their Spanish. Do you have any tips for, like, just going at it, like, speaking Spanish with people, um, trying to become fluent? Well, so I wouldn't even define myself as fully fluent, um even though like my host my host mom said I'm fluent um any like spanish speakers I speak to think I'm fluent and that's just because I'm kind of a perfectionist and so I mean there are words in like the in english that I don't know and it's the same in spain like there are always going to be words I won't know um but so I think like lowering expectations a bit and being realistic and then I in preparation I watched every show in Spanish like I just changed the language setting on Netflix and any show I was watching I just started watching it in Spanish and then I listened to a lot of Spanish music so cool. um and so I think that really helps and then you just have to keep speaking like even if you're embarrassed or you aren't confident in the way you're speaking people will understand you and if there aren't words you know just try and describe what you're trying to say or describe the word and people will pick up on it and you just have to really force yourself to speak and that helps a lot yeah I can totally understand how that would like make you more confident as well not only um becoming fluent and learning more words but uh, I think confidence is a huge part of learning language as well what are some tips that you have for um traveling and kind of getting around Spain specifically, but also I think the European system is just really different from ours, how people navigate the country and 
I think we're so used to cars that when people go abroad, they're kind of worried about not having a car as we do here. So what did you find was like the easiest way to navigate that? So, yeah, I agree. In Europe, it's so easy to get around. There are buses everywhere. Um, You can get to every major city in Spain via bus. And also the flights within Europe are extremely cheap and um, reasonable. And also people people walk everywhere in Spain. So I walked upwards of 25,000 steps a day. And Crazy. but you you wouldn't even notice. Like you don't feel it the same way you do here. But you can really walk everywhere, which is really different than the states. And um oh, I also joined a bike share. It was really reasonable. Uh the yearly price I think was like 10 euro to do wow. the bike share. So um, if I need to get somewhere faster, I could bike, but barely, like virtually no one had cars. Crazy. Yeah. That's so nice. Also good for the environment. Yeah. <laughs> great, great news. Um, okay, so our last question is, do you have any tips for people who want to study abroad um, while they're in college or freshmen who are kind of unsure if they want to go abroad during their, their time? I mean, do it. <laughs> if you think you want to study abroad or you always envision yourself studying abroad, definitely do it. Um, the paperwork is not hard. It's so worth it. And I would say just go somewhere kind of different. And like, don't just go to a major city because all your friends from school are going there. I really enjoyed not knowing anyone and pushing myself Uh, stepping outside of my comfort zone because I think that's the best way to get a sense of the culture and really experience that country but if you are someone who's kind of nervous like you'll still be able to get that experience studying abroad with friends and I mean I would just I would do it I encourage everyone to do it who wants to for sure and I think um the Education Abroad Office is offering like so many opportunities for all majors now. I know some some majors were a little bit more worried that they weren't going to find a program that would fit their needs or that would have classes that they would be required to take, um, like engineering or nursing or something. But uh, we have some really cool opportunities. One of those is the freshman program that is going to London next year, which is huge. It, it might actually, I think it's next semester actually, but um, freshmen this year can go next semester, which is huge and such a cool opportunity where you'll mostly be taking Carolina core, which is of course required for every major. So that's super cool. Um, but thank you so much, Virginia. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm i sure that you helped a lot of people kind of see what Spain looks like and how a study abroad experience there would feel like. So thank you again. And thank you guys so much for tuning in. We really appreciate it. And uh, there should be a new episode coming maybe next month and uh, i look forward to hearing where you guys are going to go abroad thanks so much for tuning in bye